Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Today on the show, I'm joined as always by Zach Barry. Started to say Zach Evans because that's the name I keep talking about over the last week, but nope, not Zach Evans. Nope, nope, nope. Zach Barry. Zach Barry will join in a moment. First, let me tell you that we're brought to you by Dead Soxie, and Dead Soxie wants you to know they've created socks that make an impact. Dead Soxie has teamed up with Vogel Alcove to help young children in the Dallas area overcome the lasting and traumatic effects of homelessness. These incredible socks were created by the very kids this program is serving. With three one-of-a-kind designs, each sock tells its own story. So visit DeadSoxy.com, click on the yellow banner at the top of the page to visit the collab page. 50% of all proceeds have been pledged to help break the cycle of child homelessness. Extend the season of perpetual giving and support this incredible collaboration. While the promo code will not apply to the Vogel Alcove collaboration in order to maximize the donation, remember to enjoy the 30% off all other Dead Soxy products with promo code REBELGROVE. Welcome to 2020, and as always, stay soxy. I am coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. The phone number is 662-257-1900. Call it. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's real simple. It's right to the bottom line. It's no hassle. It's no haggle. You're going to get the quote, and the rest is going to be up to you. You can shop that quote around. That's your prerogative. Or you can do what I've done, what I would recommend that you do, and that is hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be a truck guy. He wants to be a car guy. He will prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Zachary, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yesterday was, um, I felt like part of the Super Bowl was kind of boring, but then it got really exciting at the end. Is that fair? Um, I, I found starting with the halftime show on was really exciting. I uh, Sh- Shakira got me going, and then the game got good. Yeah, so I, I guess I might have missed the best part of the Super Bowl. Um, I was conducting uh, bedtime uh. during that time, um, so I put little dude down um, right before halftime started, and so by the time I, we were done reading a book and hanging out, and he was asleep, it was already over. But my wife said it was. Uh, she said it was great. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast today. There was a lot of comments on Twitter and such about how. Uh, middle-aged white men were going to be offended. Let me say that I was absolutely not offended. I was the opposite of offended. Um, I was I was entertained. It's uh, it's that that thing that's become a meme, basically, where somebody got all of the uh, Facebook profile pictures of all the different like cliche white people that get upset about things, where it's just like different angles of a selfie in their driver's seat. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's those are the people that are, that are upset about it. I guess um, so. I, I don't. I mean, any time that Shakira and Jennifer Lopez or, or others of that ilk would like to uh, perform in that manner for me, I'm 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 interested. I'll watch. I'm entertained. I appreciate their talents, and we'll go from there. Yeah, JLo's JLo's has not aged at all. She's she not, she's not lost one mile an hour off her fastball just yet. It's like her and Jennifer Aniston are forever, like thirty-five years old. Yeah, and and I I knew Shakira was was um, talented. Mm-hmm. I did not completely realize that she had stayed that talented into her forties. It is pretty impressive. 
because uh, I've heard, I've seen some videos of it, and just hearing them actually perform, it is pretty impressive that they can perform and actually and actually have some volume and sing. Because obviously you're doing a bunch of dancing and moving around. That's pretty difficult to still sing. Because I mean, Super Bowl, you kind of sacrifice that because it's a show, like it's a it's a huge event. So you're not really worried about singing, but um, but yeah, that was that was impressive that they can do all that dancing and still sound pretty good. Yeah, Michael Jackson was good at that. I thought so too. I, I thought, I mean, I, look, I know there were there were there was some lip syncing, I'm sure, and I'm sure there was that there was a track underneath and stuff to in case and all that, which is fine. Like you said, it's a show. It's the Super Bowl. If I want to go see an art, a musical. Uh, an artist or whatever I'll go to a concert I know when I'm going to the Super Bowl that I'm just there to be entertained it doesn't uh-huh. everything exactly. doesn't everything doesn't have to be artistically awesome I mean yeah. I, I walk away from the halftime show saying was that entertaining and if the answer is yes then cool I sent you that meme I was referring to you you can audibly reply or Oh yeah, I, I've seen this. <laughs> it's so it's so perfect. It is. It, it looks. It, yeah, it does. I mean, isn't that funny? I don't know. Whatever. It's who cares. Um. So National Signing Day is in two days. Our National Signing uh-huh. Day Part Two. You uh, had the audacity to go on a on a trip and leave me alone for for several days and. Uh, I, hey, I was posting here and there. You did post here and there. I was glad. Uh, nah, I, I I thought I did okay. I, I thought I, I survived. I held on. We got through it. I, I updated people on what was going on. I felt like I felt like if you paid your eight dollars and sixty four cents a month to Rivals dot com, you you got your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there really wasn't. Um, I guess there was there was a lot going on, but not much to really report. And honestly, you handled everything um, pretty swiftly and pretty seamlessly, pretty seamlessly, even though I was not available. But you being in Oxford and being able to, to talk to some of the visitors that were in town, I mean, I think the names to know right now are Malachi Weidman, Mark Britt. Uh, they were both in town. Weidman stayed um, a little bit longer. Him and uh, he and Britt both had basketball games, so they a little late arrival. Yeah, Ryan Overstreet came with them. With them, I'm supposed That's to right. talk. I'm supposed to talk to him later today. Um, he's, you know, I, I would assume he's kind of an invited walk on sort of a sort of a deal. But he might. apparently, apparently, he's a great student. So I think they're going to find a way academically. He'll be okay, scholarship wise. Yeah, and, and until he plays on the field, they don't have to worry about it. Now, if you're getting if right. you're getting any any scholarship aid at all in any form, and then you play in a varsity game on a football field in college, you count against the 85. Mm-hmm. But, but they can they can redshirt him a year, and he can go on academic scholarship, and then they can figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing here, I, I haven't looked at his profile. Um, I just I talked to some folks over the weekend that kind of filled me in since I was out of town. But his two, I guess, the two schools that have kind of been in contact as of late were Ole Miss and Washington State. And uh, just kind of seems funny that now Mike Leach is at Washington State, so or at Mississippi State. Um, so kind of funny there. But, yeah, I mean, he's an, an invited walk on what have you teammates with Malachi Weidman, his quarterback, and uh, like I said, a good student. So it doesn't hurt to uh, you know, if you want to if you want to do a two for one, you might as well get out in front of it and and just go ahead and tell people, "Hey, we're we're bringing him in for this reason." But um, yeah, supposedly not not a bad player. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's a bad player, and if you're bringing in invited walk-ons, it's no risk. I mean, you know, no. you've got you've got time and if it if it works out, super. And if it doesn't, okay. I mean, yeah. that's no big deal. And I think they split. I think they split time at quarterback at Venice this year, because um, it was he and another guy compiled statistics. Um, he threw for nine hundred ninety-six yards, 
in 10 games, uh, 11 touchdowns. And then there was another guy that played in 12 games um, that had 400 yards. So, LA, looks like they had three quarterbacks. Wow. Okay. So, whatever. All right. Well, why don't we do it this way? Um, because I don't know if there's any way to just my, – my mind is frazzled at this point. Um, <laughs> why don't we just kind of take players one by one? We can talk about okay. what we think, and uh, that's what people want to know. They want to know of the guys that are left, who they're going to get, who they're not going to get, what do we think. I'm not in the prediction business. I just don't think it works well for people like me. Uh, Zach here is a far more confident predictor. Um Zach has probably never quite has been has not been burned as many times as I have with getting a prediction wrong. I've I've said this. <laughs> and I don't mean this as an insult to anyone. I think when people come at this from a fan perspective, I'm not saying you do, but there are people that are out there that do. I think they get away with a little more um, incorrect information because fans go, "Well, he's he's just excited. He's one of us." I think when someone like me does it and we get it wrong. I'm the one that gets yelled at before the uh, people shoot the messenger because they don't want to shoot the people that are wearing their stuff. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, it's it's whatever. I'm not gonna get them all right. No, no, kind of, it kind of, kind of adds a little gamesmanship, a little fun to it. All right, um, so we'll start with whoever you want to start with. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you pick the order that we do this. Okay, I guess we can work down. I guess highest rated to lowest rated. Okay, per per rivals. Uh, and we're it's starting <laughs> off starting off with a non-answer. I mean, Zach Evans. I, if you if you if you were holding a gun to my head, per, you know, hypothetically to ask me to make a decision, I would guess Ole Miss because I think everybody else has passed on him, and I think that it's his last real offer in a Power Five program. And uh, you were reporting that he didn't meet with Tennessee over the weekend. I think George is done with him. Bama's been done with him. LSU's been done with him. Yep. I, I think that if if I, if he had to decide today, I think it would be Ole Miss, regardless of what people around him want him to do. What is Florida's running back situation? Uh, let's take a look here. Because like- P. Ryan is gone. Correct. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling up their I'm pulling up their commitment list as well to see what they've got committed. Um, because I, I don't know this, but I'm 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 not speaking from I'm speaking from a position of, of knowing a little bit. I, I think mm-hmm. Florida is. He picked up the phone on Friday morning, in my opinion, and called two programs, called Ole Miss and Florida, and he told them essentially the same thing. I'd like to meet with you. I'm ready to get this over with. Mm-hmm. I don't think Florida met with him. I don't think their running backs coach, who I think is Brian Robinson, I don't think Brian Robinson met with him. Okay. In fact, I'm fairly sure of it. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that they've ruled it out. I'm looking at their commitment class as of today, and I don't see a running back on it. And maybe I'm not either. So in the 2018 class, they signed two four-star running backs. And then in 2019, they signed one four-star running back. Um, and then, yes, no no running backs in this class right now. Um, so three four-stars are already on the roster. Uh, and then none as of right now. And... Uh, you know about as much as I do about Florida recruiting. Yeah. So I I don't know if they're expecting to add any at this at this time. But if if you told me that he did something on Wednesday, and number one, I don't think he's going to. I I just don't. I I don't think the people advising him are giving him good advice. But if you told me that he was going to do something on Wednesday, I would say that he signed financial papers with Ole Miss. He can sign. He can sign. Let's see. I asked this about this today with people who would know, and I want to get it exactly right. He can sign SEC and institutional financial aid papers Wednesday. He can't sign an. Mm-hmm. He cannot sign an NLI. I've had people fighting me on this, and I've admitted that hey, I, I, I'm 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 not 100 sure. The people that I talked to today would be 100 sure. He cannot sign. And NLI, but he can sign financial aid papers, which 
only bind the school. They don't bind him. He he has a lot of control here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, he's got some he's got some leverage. The risk that he's taking is that schools might fill up their, their spots. Like let's take Florida for example. Let's say Florida has a spot open, but they use that spot on a grad transfer running back. Mm-hmm. And then in June when he goes, Hey, I want to come there, they're like, Yeah, well, we don't have room. <laughs> And people say, well, you always make room for those guys. Yeah, but at 85, you don't have room. Right. You'd have to process somebody. And then further, Florida's got 24 commitments in this class. 24. Now, that includes Britt and some of those guys. You you can only sign 25. Yeah. I wonder if they, if they might be... Potentially looking at some kind of loophole because he'll, I guess, technically be academically ineligible until he makes his ACT. No, I'm I'm told he's got his ACT. I'm told. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm told he's qualified. So, oh, well then. so which is which is a total game changer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right, because he can. You'd bet on Ole Miss. I don't know that I would right now. I don't know that I wouldn't. I I don't. I mean, Ole Miss will wait. They'll wait on him. They'll wait on Leonard Manuel. Another name that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit, but I just see here's here's what he gives Ole Miss, and I I'm, I'm probably being repetitive because we did this on the podcast this morning. He's if let's say he signs uh, financial papers with Ole Miss on Wednesday and publicly committed to Ole Miss on Wednesday, just hypothetically, mm-hmm. it gives Lane Kiffin what Lane Kiffin really wants right now, which is a splash. Yeah, they want Absolutely. they want the running back. They want the running back. There's absolutely no no doubt that they want the running back, and they lo- love to make a talented room even more talented. No doubt. But what he does for them right off the bat is announce to the class of 2021, hey, we're not playing. We're, we're, we're going to be a big boy on the recruiting trail. That is, yeah. And that is what he's trying to get. So if you told me that Wednesday came and went and that Thursday even came and went and nothing happened with Zach Evans, I would tell you that while you still would take him and you'll save room and whatnot, but you, you're you not going to get the splash in June, for example, that you would get Wednesday. Right, yeah. I mean, you want it on national television on, on Wednesday. You want, you, the, want- you want the talking heads – who are all they all talk about the same stuff. They spent last week talking about the Super Bowl. They'll spend Wednesday talking about National Signing Day and by the end of the week they're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline. That's just how this works. And so if you want the max exposure, you got to have it Wednesday. Right. You want Lugan Bill and Craig Harbert and all those dudes on ESPN, you know, They've put their put their finger up to their ear, and you know we got a little breaking news here. Ole Miss, you know, yep. coming off the Egg Bowl loss and everything, blah 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 blah. And that's it's exactly that's exactly what this is. It's nope, nope. We're letting y'all know we're still here. We're not going anywhere. And when you interview Lane Kiffin that afternoon on Feinbaum or whatnot, he gets to talk about him. Now, if you talk mm-hmm. if you talk about him and then he doesn't come. Because he signed multiple uh, scholarship deals with different SEC institutions, it's it's an infraction. It's not a huge deal, but you it's it's worth noting. Um, mm-hmm. So there there's there's some gamesmanship here, and I don't know that at this point you could trust him if he signed multiple papers. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder if Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss will give him a deadline of sorts where, hey, we need to know by April or we're going to move on because he needs to be enrolled in school, getting acclimated by at least May, in my opinion. Because, look, there's no way around it. All all due respect to, to Mr. Evans, but the kid needs to get there and he needs to learn what college is like. He needs to learn... Where his class schedule is, where his where to go, where his tutoring, where, where his tutors are. I mean, he's he's got a. This is something where he he needs to get there and he needs to be taken serious and he needs to. I mean, for lack of a better word, he, he needs to get there and, and find someone that's going to take care of him. So, 
this if I'm if I'm Ole Miss, I'm not letting this go into July and August. I'm they've not, got some I'm 2021 right now. Yeah, I'm not letting it get past. It, it, you were I interrupted you. You just nailed it. I'm not letting this get past about March 1st because when the recruiting cycle starts again, I don't want a kid going through the recruiting process, a 2021 kid who is seriously looking at Ole Miss hearing, hey, you can commit to them. They're going to add Zach Evans in the summer. Mm-hmm. That room yep. is going to get even more full. Exactly. I want to be able to sell that elite five-star or high four-star running back that they're all recruiting. Nope. Nope. Zach Evans had an opportunity. He didn't take it. Yeah, we, we want to add you to – you're our running back in this class. You're our guy yeah. in this class. I, I don't – if I'm Ole Miss, I don't play – I'll play the game. So, for those that don't know, the dead period is kicked in now. Players can sign and all that stuff on Wednesday, but you can have no face-to-face contact with any prospective student-athletes through the month of February. It's basically a concession for the coaches to actually get a break. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it just never stops. And so yeah. it, it stops. Everybody gets a chance to kind of recharge, spend some time at home, get get to know their the their uh, the because you know, so many coaches change jobs. This is a chance to get get all that stuff done. Mm-hmm. So, um, come March first, it's going to be you know balls to the wall, if you will, recruiting the twenty twenty one class. And uh, I don't if I'm Ole Miss, I don't want Zach Evans. I don't want his presence hanging out there at that point. I think you're right. I, they've already zeroed in on a lot of 2021 recruits, not just running back. But, yeah, you can't afford to be in good standing with one of them and then somebody start doing some negative recruiting and start throwing around, well, Zach Evans is going to be there. You know, They don't know when, but he's coming. You know, Yeah, you can't deal with that and – I mean the the whole recruitment is is unstable as is. I should, yeah. they've gone down this down this rabbit hole with him to this point, but man, it's got to be enough is enough. You you can't let it drag on. But yeah, if, if I had to pick who he signed some financial aid papers with or whatever, I I think it's Ole Miss. I, the Florida thing is interesting because they don't have a back in this class. Um, Florida's trying to flip either Jamar Gibbs um, or Rashad Clayton. I don't think they're going to be able to, so that could factor in here. Um, so something to watch, but we can move on because okay. I know you don't like. I know you don't want to keep talking about Zachary Evans. Well, I just don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> yes, um, I mean that's I mean, true. He, he wanted to meet with Ole Miss on Friday, and he did. And uh, they've told I don't know him, what else he needs to know. They've told him that he's coming on a visit. They've 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 recruited him. They've they offered him a uh, the the package deal with his teammate. That's not in the cards anymore, um, which is probably a good thing for everybody involved. And they'd love to sign him, but they don't have to have him. And I don't I don't know whether this is a kid that just enjoys the the attention, whether this is a kid that just doesn't understand the process, or and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. It is possible that he is waiting for Wednesday to make some sort of an announcement because that's that would be the if, if you're going to make an announcement and you've waited till monday you might as well wait till wednesday <laughs> yeah uh, yeah doing it today or tomorrow does not maximize the splash doing it Wednesday no. doing it wednesday maximizes the splash because neil if he if he tries to reach out to somebody that works in recruiting with ESPN. Hey, I'm ready to make my decision on Wednesday. Can y'all send a camera crew out here? They will certainly send a camera crew. I'll tell you this: if I'm if I'm the camera crew, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, hey, are we positive? Um, yeah, I'm not putting that on. I'm not putting that on the budget, if you will, in in ink as hey, nine fifteen. I'm going to have a backup plan for what to talk about at nine fifteen. But you, you might be right, so we'll see. Um, I always feel like I'm making fun of the kid that I'm criticizing the kid, and I don't mean to. I, I don't think it's the kid. I think he has, he has had, he has had enablers and ass kissers around him for a long time to the point that he expect he thinks that's normal. I will say this: whoever gets that kid, there's going to be a lot of de recruiting to do, and uh, it's it's going to be. 
it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that because if he walks let's say let's say you're right about Ole Miss or Florida even that first day in practice you're not the starter man you're, you're probably fourth team you're gonna have to earn your reps and when you get them you got to maximize them and all that stuff and you know it's 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 going to be some humbling to get done, and I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I'm, yeah. I, I, if you made me make a prediction, I would predict that he's not anywhere um, until sometime in, in, in the summer, and, and even then, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and just, and just in case I wasn't clear enough with my answer, this wasn't me saying that I think he will pick Ole Miss. It was if I had to choose. So what, I, what you're saying is you're putting all of your eggs in this basket and you're saying Zachary Evans will indeed sign with Ole Miss on Wednesday in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a nationally televised. Mm-hmm. You're, saying it'll happen, will, you're saying it'll happen by noon, and if it doesn't happen by noon, there will be video of you uh, jumping into the uh, Tennessee River naked. Yeah, well, I, I'm – he will commit by coming into his school's gym on a train. <laughs> All right, who we got next? So, yeah, so so we've talking about Florida a lot. Uh, so the two guys that were in town, Malachi Weidman and Mark Britt, I posted on the on the board right before we started. I think Ole Miss is not only in good shape to get Weidman. I think they're going to flip him. Um, he was he's been committed to Florida State since May of last year. That new staff is that staff is gone. There's a new staff there now. Uh, they're still recruiting him, obviously, but I think Ole Miss has made quite an impression on him. I think Kevin Smith continues to do an outstanding job recruiting that state, um, just just for a uh, content and just coverage uh, perspective. I'm I'm excited about 2021 and beyond with Kevin Smith recruiting Florida just because it's going to be all over the place and it's going to be just, I think he's going to recruit anyone and everyone that he can. But I think Wyman was impressed with, with Kevin Smith and then, and then Kiffin as well. And there's no doubt that he knew who they were with them being at FAU and uh, came on the visit, was impressed. Um, unless something changed, I believe he has spoken with the basketball staff and, he wants to play both sports, and <laughs> tell me if I'm speaking out of turn here, Neil. But I think he can do it. This kid is a monster on the basketball court as well. Um, I think Ole Miss flips him. I think they get it done. Yeah, I'm not going to do the prediction thing. I'll just simply say that I'm hearing a lot of the same things you're hearing, and I don't think we're talking to the same people. So if I'm, if I, I know Florida State does not feel good about him. And uh, Ole Miss does, so yeah, you're probably right. He, I tell you what, he he looks the part. I got to see him for just about one minute. Um, he looks the part. The one that also really looks the part, I assume we'll talk about next, who is committed to Florida, is Mark Britt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he could play wide receiver. He could play safety. Um, I'll say this about Weidman real quick before we talk about Britt. Have you watched some of his dunks? Neil, I watched some this morning that were from his freshman year. He does things on a 10-foot goal that a lot of people can't do on a 6-foot goal. He did did this in a dunk contest. He did this insane, like he ran and jumped over these people sitting in chairs. And it was like a parkour, like sideways, like roll with the basketball. Like did basically like a flip over them. And then went up and did a dunk. But, I mean, he was on alley-oops as a freshman, was catching the ball and bringing it bringing it below the waist and windmilling it in on an alley-oop, like just midair. Yeah, he's freakish athletic. His So this year they played – so Venice High School played IMG. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, IMG's loaded, obviously, with talent. But Elias Ricks is a corner there. He's signed with – with LSU, I mean, they've got talent. I mean, he just absolutely abused their secondary in that game. Had his way with them. So, I I might go as far to say he's going to impact immediately in 2020. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Maybe in both, maybe in both sports, if he can get if he can get it done, because he's just. I mean, he really is like Terrence Davis, athletic, but he is as long as Terrence Henry. Um. Yeah. So Britt, so you saw him in person. So you, I know you I said that he I was talked impressive. To him, I talked to him one on one. Very impressive kid as a person, and uh, looks the part. Absolutely, okay. absolutely looks the part of an SEC receiver, safety, whatever. And the people who are like, are they offering him as a safety or as a wide receiver? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just offer him, and and then you know, you do two things: you let the coaches fight for who's going to start with him. And then you get him on your campus on scholarship and you get him in your weight program and all that stuff and you kind of start to figure it out. And then in August when you practice, I don't know, it's sometimes I think people make too much of this. Like you have to, oh, we have to have a whole month at this position. Give me a break. I mean, <coughs> I mean, you know, you can you can figure it out. And maybe and maybe it takes you a little while. Maybe it takes you a month into the season to figure out where he's gonna be best to play, but you, you, if you land players like Brett in your program consistently, the confusion as to where to play them right off the bat is not going to hurt your program. If if you get players like Brett in your program, you're uh, you're going to be all right. Yeah, it's like the the problem that we discussed in the early signing period with with uh, JJ Pegues. Yeah, just sign him. Figure it out later. He's a good athlete. Absolutely. You, you just just figure it out. Um, absolutely you you get players like that on your roster it's it's like it's like if you sign a basketball player and the debate is well is he a two or a three because we already have a three (laughs) no 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 you get the player i mean you you figure it out it that's what coaches make a bunch of money for get the player and then it'll be all right i mean if if he ends up playing safety it's going to be because he's a really good safety if he plays wide receiver it's going to be because he's so good at receiver that you just have to play him there Mm-hmm. It, that that kind of stuff will sort itself out. It worked for LSU like, with Stingley, right? I mean, Stingley's yeah. like, he's a wide receiver, he's a corner. Like, where do we play him? It kind of worked out. Yeah, it, the people you, stop compl- stop overcomplicating things. It's like what people do with the NFL draft and the NBA draft. They try to find holes in people's games. Like why? Yeah, no. Like, take the player. Like the people that probably passed on Luka Doncic because they didn't think that he could be a point guard or handle the basketball. Ooh, we, oh, we don't know. you know what that was? Uh, it's just, boy, he's been playing against European competition, and I just don't know. Even when everything on the film, everything, yeah. told you superstar. Yeah, it's the same thing with, I mean, it's like John Morant. You know, people were hesitant about him because he's so small. Well, he might be player of the year in the NBA right now. So, um, yeah, his film, like he... He's impressive. He does it all. He's a great receiver. He's got straight line speed. Um, and it's more than just being fast and getting open. He actually looks impressive running routes, catching the football. But, uh, yeah, he. I think he would I – th- I think he's a safety. Um, but, now I'll probably say that, and then he'll be a great receiver at either Ole Miss or Florida. But I, I – He's impressive. He breaks on the ball really well. Uh, he's a he's an excellent center field type safety. Um, he's just he's long. That's something that you can't teach, and you need that, especially in the SEC against all these high flying offenses. So yeah, I I would like him on defense if I was a coach. But you you're not going to tell a guy that's that's six two, one ninety two hundred pounds. That can run a you know four 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 five. They can't play receiver. All right, so we've, we've covered we've, we've we've got them. You've got them getting Evans. I'm kidding. You see, got <laughs> you got them getting Weidman and Britt. And I think I agree. I, I think I agree with you. On, I know I agree with you on Weidman, and I think I agree with you on Britt. Mm-hmm. Um, who's left? So, so I'll ask you about this one. Um, this because you posted this today, and it was interesting the comments and i kind of feel like i'm leaning 50 50 uh but donovan kaufman had some quotes come out um on the vandy site what do you what are your thoughts there about him kind of being up in the air as of now i 
think sometimes you can get yourself so confused. You, you take a lot of visits. You like everybody. Everyone, these are all professional salespeople. They all recruit well. And that's what's happened with him. He went to Baylor. He liked it. He went to Ole Miss. He liked it. He, uh, where else has he been? It's Baylor, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and I'm forgetting somebody. Florida State. He went to Florida State, and and we all know that, that that's a, a really good staff there from a recruiting standpoint. So I think he's – a couple things have happened. Number one, the, the relationship with the people at, uh, at Baylor, it's new. The relationship with the people at Ole Miss is new. The relationship with Norvell and that, the, that crew at Florida State is new. And he does have some stability with the relationship that he has at, at Vanderbilt with that staff, but he has to know in the back of his mind that there's a very real chance that those guys aren't going to be around much longer. Uh, you know, they're one bad season away from just imploding it. Um, I don't know what I think. I, I, I think the fact that he can't make a decision uh, probably bodes well for Vanderbilt. It's kind of what I think, too. If you had asked me before I saw that or before I read read that interview, heard those quotes, I would have given Ole Miss a really good shot. Chris Partridge essentially focused on him early on when he was hired as a dude that he wanted to go get. Uh, guy that just had a monster senior season at Rummel, and he, I think, is a type of player that you really need, not only just in the SEC – playing defense against all these offenses with, you know, covering people in space and sideline to sideline type player. He, on the last time, on the last show we did, I said he, he reminded me a lot of Jabril Peppers and how versatile he was. Uh, this is a guy that almost really needs to, to get. The secondary had big time issues last year and they're going to need playmakers there. Uh, you know as well as I do that you need dudes in the SEC and I think uh, D-line and uh, the secondary are, to uh, outside of quarterback, the two most important areas. Yeah, they have no choice in 2021 but to load up on the defensive line. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's area number one for in addition to the quarterback, and I, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I think, I think I talked to their quarterback in the 2021 class yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to go get defensive linemen, period. Period. Kaufman is a guy that I would probably put in the – I'd probably put him two or three in the most needed category. Oh, yeah. I think he has a chance. If he, if he signed with Ole Miss, he has a chance to contribute very quickly. Uh, I think he's going to uh, – wherever he goes, he's an absolute star. I don't know what I pick on him. He's one that if, – if, if he's doing this for suspense, it worked because I, I, don't, I don't know where he's headed. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know anyone. I, I've not talked to anyone who is emphatic about knowing where he's headed either. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think that bode, bodes well for Vandy that if he's kind of teetering on the edge right now, doesn't really know, that's kind of where what I was referring to when I was – I thought Ole Miss was going to flip him. Now, now we've got a couple days. This was this is Monday. He could change his mind. Um it could also just be, I mean, these are teenagers. They hate telling people no. And I'm sure from everybody that I've talked to, Derek Mason is an outstanding guy. I'm sure it's going to be hard to tell him that he's not coming anymore. So he could just be dealing with that. But um, another guy that I think is very important for this class, uh, you just talked about defensive line and how important that is. I think Marcus Henderson is a big-time target for this class yeah i do too and i i think all signs point towards Ole miss um i called mm-hmm. i called arkansas today because you know i don't know if you know this but my kid goes there and that makes me a fan and so i called that's, that's right that's right that's how it works i called and uh talked to the coaches there i uh, I, I said is this coach Pittman?" and he said yes sir and i said hey coach it's neil and he's like hey neil it's Campbell's been hanging around the building, you know, and all that stuff. And so, anyway, we got through all of that that stuff. And I said, how you feel about Marcus Henderson? And he goes, ah, not so good. Kind of worried. Can you help us? And I said, well, I'm going to work on it for you. And um, so I'm trying to do some things to steer him to Arkansas, but I don't. I think it's too little too late. I think it's Ole Miss. I do, too. I, 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 I've, I've talked about how his parents like 
like Ole Miss a lot. They like the idea of him being close to home. I think he likes the new staff. Randy Clements has been working him extremely hard, uh, and I think that he sees the opportunity at defensive tackle. I think he is not only open to playing defensive line in college, I think he might know that that might be where his future is. I've I've spoken pretty high of him and how athletic he is, and he's, he's pretty explosive. I think he is, despite being a three-star, I think he's a very, very, very important uh, piece to this class, and and I and I think uh, I think Kiffin and them are, are going to add him to it. Yeah, I do too, and I can tell you that there is going. You're going to see a major push for defensive linemen in this class. Defensive tackles, defensive ends, especially tackles. They've got to go get them. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, that's a weak spot on on this roster coming up. It's why when some of the times people get super excited about the new coach and all that, and I get it. And they start in with the eight and nine win stuff. I'm like, man, that defensive front. It's, it's, it's not going to cut it right now. That's yeah, for sure. And that's, that's where they are. And, you know, everybody goes, well, go get a couple out of the grad transfer market. Understand that there is an impactful defensive tackle in the grad transfer market. He will have 50 offers. Oh yeah. And man, it, it's not always the answer. And you say it a lot. I tell people a lot. They're in the transfer portal for a reason. Sometimes, hey, sometimes there's some legitimate excuses. Um, but uh, more times than not, they're there for a reason. And they're not. That's not just a, you know, that's not just a roll of duct tape that fixes things. So it, it's hard to find impact transfers oh it's it's um, close to impossible and again if they're if they're truly impactful everyone wants them yeah that, that's that's gonna be hard because you got to go up against everybody else that needs one yeah that's, that's why the big programs the successful programs have had more success i almost think it's a chicken egg thing if you're old miss before you can get to that place you've got to win some games i think i think kiffin has to take the old miss program to a higher level before you can be super mm-hmm. super impactful with grad transfers they've already gotten one at tight end and i think they'll add another but you understand my point if you're going to get the mm-hmm. high level grad transfer player you you're you're going to have to become a a program that's more of a contender yeah i agree there's plenty out there but uh yeah like i said they're out there for a reason and they're also not fans of of replying to uh messages uh all right so i guess a couple of the last ones here um alan horace darren uh or excuse me duran branch and uh brady ward are really the only ones left i think as far as targets go uh, okay, well, we'll take those guys. I'm trying to think if there's anybody we're missing. Um, I, I can tell you that Brady Ward went to Auburn yesterday. He is deciding between Auburn and Ole Miss as a gray shirt. He has decided that it's his. It's in his best interest to gray shirt. He needs to get bigger. He need, not bigger. He needs to get stronger. He needs to work on his body. Uh-huh. It'll come down to those two schools, um, and he will make some sort of an announcement on Wednesday. I, I don't. I, I think it's really close between the two. If you made me pick, I'd probably pick Auburn because Brady was uh, he was committed to Arkansas when uh, Chad Morris was there, and uh, and Chad Morris is now at Auburn, and so there's just more relationship there. But he, li- I know he really liked Ole Miss, had a great visit, so th- that'll be that'll be a close one. Did Travion Brown put out one of those cryptic tweets a little while ago about? <laughs> God closing a door. I'm going to guess that that is Ole Miss said. Hey, we don't have room. Uh, I don't. What you What did you think of him when you met him? Did you meet him? Yeah, I did. Uh, he, he was nice. He was fine. He, he was not as physically impressive uh, as as the Florida kids. Now you know he is a North Louisiana kid, so of course he salts he, he the earth. He was incredibly charismatic, uh, very intelligent. Uh, well-rounded, uh, handsome, polite. Well, you know, a lot of times, apparently the handsome thing skips towns, and apparently when uh, I was in North Louisiana, it skipped my town. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, incredibly handsome. He uh, has a, uh, a phenomenal uh, air about him. A little small. Yeah. Not as, he, not as big as those other guys. Uh, I'm sure he, he had 
He you Neil, know, he had fifty touchdown receptions in high school. Fifty. That's a bunch. That's impressive. He had twenty as a senior. His film is actually not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen him in person, but yeah, he looked a little bit on the small side, and I think right now Ole Miss has plenty of slot speedster type guys. I think they're looking. You can just look at our look at our board, and you can see the 2021 offer thread and the 2022 offer thread. They're looking at bigger, more physically imposing receivers, and uh, yeah, that might be the case. They might not have room, or they might just have thought, you know, eh, like you know, we want to get some bigger guys and they've got a chance to get some bigger guys in this class right now. So um, for a transition class, there's potential for some fireworks on Wednesday. Yeah, I think so. And it tells you, you know, I don't think they want to load up so much on wide receivers that they can't recruit this really talented group. I know that they really want Antonio Harmon. Um, it seems like there's another couple receivers in the state that they're really interested in, and you know they're going to go after some some national guys at that position as well. It might also tell you, and I'm guessing here, so let me be careful and and put that out front that I'm I might be reading way too much into this, okay? Mm-hmm. But it might tell you that Ole Miss feels a that it's in better shape than Florida for Leonard Manuel, and that b they think Manuel's going to make it. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're the one that put out. I agree with you. You put out the cryptic post this morning of just Leonard Manuel standing in an Ole Miss football uniform. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, he posted the pic. I, I, I found that compelling. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he thought it was a good pic. Maybe that was a. This is my future uniform. Who knows? Um, There's certainly been a a. it has skewed Ole Miss's way in the public opinion about Leonard Manuel in the last 20, mm-hmm. 24 hours. I think, yeah, I, I will say this, and in, in because you've talked to them, maybe you get a, a feel of a feel for things, and you've been in this business longer than me, so maybe that's something that you that you learn as you do it. But I think the longer he stays in Florida, and the longer it takes for him to decide or get his grades right, whatever it is that he's got to do. I think that's that bodes that bodes well for Florida, in my opinion. But that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just kind of what I think about this moving forward. Yeah, I think that's true. I'm not saying Ole Miss is out of it, but if this drags on until... Oh, so, wait, I misunderstood what you're saying. You, you think the longer he stays in Florida, the more you think Manuel's headed to Florida? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I don't think so. I think... Um, I, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's one of those rip the Band-Aid off type situations. If you're going to do it, why are you waiting around till April? Well, he's not waiting around till April. He... he I think he would sign with his school of choice tomorrow if either one of them would take him. I don't think either one's going to take him until they feel better about the academics. So you don't think that that April 8th cryptic tweet he put out still stands? Because I remember I sent that to you and I asked you if you knew what that was about. I think that's a kid also, you know, that might be when when you get ACT scores back or something. I don't know. I don't know what that, Mm -hmm. what that means, but... You know, these kids don't want to put out a tweet that goes, hey, I didn't take care of some of my business academically and I switched some schools around. And, uh, you know, I I mean, you know what I mean? It's. That's fair. I don't know. We'll see. I. I I, I, I do find it if 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 I am interpreting Detravion Brown's quote the right way. And look, it could be Detravion Brown asked a girl out and she said no. I mean, it could be (laughs) it could be anything. Yeah. It, he shot his shot at at Shakira on uh, on on Twitter, and she shot him back. She shot him down. So that's what it's yeah, about. I mean, it could be something like that. So who knows? I mean, <laughs> when you when you try to interpret the tweets of eighteen year old kids that you don't really know, you, you're you're going to miss a few. But if I'm right, yeah. that might be what it means. And then who was the other one you mentioned? We mentioned Brown. Mentioned. Uh, uh, well, Deron Branch and oh Branch, yeah, Branch is one that it. I talked to people at, at Georgia today, and a lot of buzz there that that Branch is going to flip from Georgia to Ole Miss, which is 
a little surprising <laughs> given what he said yesterday leaving Oxford, and then at the same time, he definitely left that door open. He said that Georgia had recruited him all weekend, meaning they texted him and called him and all that stuff all weekend long. And it also could mean that Georgia had a couple of guys that they wanted to get that fell through, and and so they got to his spot in the order, and and that's where uh, that's where he's headed. I, I could be I could be wrong, but the people that I talked to at Georgia who said they expected a flip, they would know. Okay, yeah, Duran seems like uh, he, to me when I spoke to him on the phone after he committed to Ole Miss, after he flipped from Miami, doesn't seem like, he seems like a quiet guy. He doesn't like to talk that much. Um, he was pretty soft-spoken and just kind of chill about everything. But, yeah, I mean, Georgia's, if, if Georgia's going to keep in touch, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to combat when you're Ole Miss and you didn't go play in the Sugar Bowl this past year and you didn't go play in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's a... That's a hell. Of, that's a hell of an offer. Well, and you know, and he, and he committed to Matt Luke, and Matt Luke's now at Georgia. True. You know, and and, I, and, and relationships I, I, are relationships are so big. I'm I'm gonna give you an example because I know who you else you mentioned. You mentioned Alan Horace. Yes. Yeah. So Alan Horace was at Ole Miss yesterday. I talked to him. I was the only guy that talked to him at the time, and he uh, really nice kid, big kid, a lot bigger than I thought he was. Um, and I asked, you know, what what do you think? What's it going to come down to? And he said, you know, I, I don't want to go be a robot. I want to go someplace where I've got relationships and all that stuff. And I asked, how did Ole Miss do with that? And he said, they were wonderful. But I thought it was an interesting comment to make. And then today, as there's a lot of UT San Antonio buzz about him, and people go, man, what the, you know, WTF on that? Well, here's the WTF. He committed to Arkansas and was committed to Arkansas for basically seven months. When he committed to Arkansas last spring, he committed to uh, a staff that included Barry Lunny Jr. And let's see, who was the other name? Because I discussed this with somebody there today when I was having my conversation with Arkansas. Um, trailer, who, trailer is his last name, the coach? I can't, I can't think of his first name. Oh, uh, Barry. Uh, it's Barry Lunny Jr. And then the, Barry Lunny Jr. And then whoever Trailer is at UTSA. Okay. And so those guys were on the Arkansas staff. That's who he built his relationships with. He Oh, oh Jeff Trailer, sorry. Jeff Trailer. So he built his relationships with those guys and then, you know, they get fired when the deal at Arkansas goes as south as it went. And they end up at UTSA and they keep recruiting him. And so when he goes to UTSA, those are familiar faces. This is a kid that had gone to Arkansas and he had camped and he had done all of those things and um uh, you know, he built the relationships with those people, and and there's there's the people at UTSA, and I dare say that he would be a big deal for them. And they're telling him, hey, you'll come in here and you'll play quickly, and you know us, and we're going to take care of you, and your family knows us, and all that stuff. And a lot of times, that kind of thing is hard to overcome. It is a relationship business. It's why no matter what happens Wednesday, I'll say this again. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm going to say it again. No matter what happens Wednesday, good or bad. Or anywhere in between, you've got to remember as a fan base, this is a transition class. These are relationships that are happening on the fly. These are not relationships that get to be built, with with some exceptions. These are not relationships that are getting to be built over time. Look at the kids that Ole Miss looks like, if, if we're right, and they get a Malachi Weidman, and they get a Mark Britt or whatever. They're getting kids that they've had relationships with for years now. Mm-hmm. This is at the end of the day, people pick people. Yeah, that's that's I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's when I tell people, if a guy who committed to a former staff member or Matt Luke, and they are kind of leaning towards not coming to Ole Miss, you can't blame them. You, you can't you you cannot blame them one bit. No, that they didn't build a relationship. That they were like, you know what, this is cool. Um, I'll just go with the school that you know. I know this guy for two weeks, three weeks. Like, yeah, I'm not as a fan, as a person that's looking at it objectively from a thousand feet. Can't blame a teenager one bit for sticking with somebody that they know. No, absolutely not. And as a parent, I can see how that you know uh, would would be very attractive. You know, you're hey, mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. You know, you can imagine they're in the car or in the plane or whatever and getting back home. And when they sit back down and they say, you know, yeah, I liked Oxford. I liked Ole Miss or I liked Fayetteville. I liked whatever. But I don't know that staff. Like, I know Arkansas kept recruiting him, but he didn't know Sam Pittman. And he didn't know uh, Bryles and, and Odom and all the coaches that are there at Arkansas now. He didn't know those guys. He knew the facility. He knew the building. He knew the town, all that stuff. But he didn't know the people. And so, you know, he, he kind of backed out of that. So, I'm not I'm not surprised if it ends up UTSA. and. But he hasn't announced anything, and maybe Monday brings uh, brings closure. The other guy is that we didn't mention is Cedric Melton, the offensive tackle from Houston. Um, he's he's going to sign with Ole Miss. Yeah, I guess I've, I've kind of forgot about him because I feel like it's pretty much a foregone conclusion at this point. It is. It is. Yeah. And I think that covers it. There might be – maybe there's somebody that we just don't know of. I won't be surprised at all if there's some big surprise on – not surprise, but just a name that we didn't know. Could be. Um, but if, if there is, I don't know it. So don't ask me 5,000 times who the mystery crew is. I, no, I've, got no, <laughs> I've got no clue. Yeah. Um, I think, well, I think that does it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was going to say, I'm looking at my list, and I think, I think that's it. I mean, the 10 names that we have talked about, uh, including Ryan Overstreet, uh, those are the 10 that I, I guess you – need to know for Wednesday it's you know transition class they've got 12 already signed they Kiffin has been adamant about not just signing someone to sign someone they're not going to worry about numbers they're going to get people they think can contribute and can contribute immediately no doubt um, I heard one of the coaches yesterday in a conversation about that very topic. And I won't out him because it was a private conversation, but he was talking about how they're not going to take kids just to take kids. Right. Not going to do yeah. it. Not going to do it. It's not how you win. It's not how you win in this league. It's not how you win in this division. You've got to have impact players, and if the player's not an impact player, you don't take them. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stop there. Again, our uh, thanks to Dead Soxy. Don't forget, deadsoxy.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. You'll get 30% off all orders with the exception of the Vogel Alcove collaboration. Um, I saw on an email that I got the other day, they've got these mystery boxes that you can get like 70% off of where you buy the box and you don't know what you're getting but you get a whole bunch of great product and it is a fantastic product once you start wearing dead socks see i promise you you're not going to want to wear other socks so give it a shot and please tell them that you uh you did it because you appreciate their support of this podcast and of our family of podcasts we will uh zach maybe come back on maybe thursday do like a or, or friday and do a a a, a class wrap maybe a 30 minute podcast real quick where we say here's where we think they did well here's what they uh missed out on even though i think we touched on a lot of that just then but we, we can recap it again and then yeah. and then we'll kind of take we'll take a week or two off after that and uh we'll start getting set for uh the 2021 class i'll just tell you that i think one of the first big names in it is going to be colton gauthier the quarterback from dacula georgia and god knows he looks the part I think so too. I think that they pretty much zeroed in on him, and I think he is their one and only. I, thought, I, I wouldn't say. I, I thought only, there were but. two quarterbacks that they wanted to get one of. Uh, they wanted to get either Gauthier or Altmaier, and I think they would have taken whichever one they could get. And Altmaier just committed to Florida State, which is going to close one of the doors for Gauthier, and I think he'll end up at Ole Miss. And both Ole Miss and Florida State will be uh, very pleased. Yeah, he uh, impressive film as a junior, or I guess as you know, he is a rising senior. Um, yeah, he, plenty of arm talent there. That's for that's for sure, Neil. Uh, he big, makes all the throws, can actually move pretty well. Um, so yeah, I, he's supposedly he wants to have a decision done by by the summer and which that's uh sticks to pretty much what most quarterbacks do they commit early and they stick 
Yeah, final thing. It has nothing to do with this uh, NBA. doing Proving that the NBA kind of knows what it's doing. The All-Star game, one team's going to wear number 24. One team's going to wear number two. LeBron said that the league, LeBron James said the league asked him if he wanted his team to wear a 24 or two, and he's picked two, the number that Gianna Bryant wore, and they asked him why, and he said Zuri, and someone said, why is that? And that's LeBron's daughter's name. One of the really uh, silver linings that's going to come out of that tragedy is that I think you're going to see a lot of NBA players start to more publicly support women's sports, and in, in a good way. And I'm, I've been very guilty of it in the past, and uh, I'm, I'm going to do better about it too. I, it, it, I think it's the least that a lot of us could do to sort of honor the memory of not only uh, Gigi Bryant but her two teammates who died in that in that crash as well. Yeah, I mean that's we talked about that on our show after it happened. That people kind of jokingly, well, not really jokingly, but I guess tongue in cheek would refer to. Kobe Bryant as the commissioner of the WNBA because he was such a big advocate for the game. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I mean, who knows? It, that that WNBA could be totally different in five years with how talented and how that game has changed. Um, it could, and I think you're going to see some NBA guys. I, I, it's, I really do. I think some NBA guys are going to step up and do what Kobe was going to do. And Kobe was absolutely, as as Gigi moved up the ranks, Kobe was absolutely going to become this this – uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> a very vocal advocate of women's sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we've been going an hour. We'll we'll stop there. So National Signing Day on Wednesday. Zach and I will reconvene sometime shortly thereafter to wrap up the class and take a first look ahead to 2021. Until then, thank you for listening. Thanks to Zach Barry for Zach. I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Until later in the week. Take care. <laughs>